Welcome to the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Ricksecker Audio Journey brought to you by Haunted Road Media and MikeRicksecker.com. Please go ahead and subscribe to the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Haunted Road Media. This is also brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. And also whichever podcast platform you are currently listening to this, please go ahead and follow us there. Come back twice a week for all of our updates between Inside the Upside Down and also these kind of Random insights and ramblings that I put out here. So today we are talking about the show Dark on Netflix. If you haven't caught this yet, you really should. Uh, came out about a year and a half ago, and like that first season was just amazing to me. I've watched it, I can't even count how many times I've actually watched it, and I've watched it both in English and in the original German. I did take a few years of German in high school, so I'm familiar with the language, but you know, I wanted to get a, uh, I don't know, a sense and a grasp of the original actors and how they were portraying the characters and, and their emotions. The English dub-overs are pretty good, um, but there's something about just listening to it in the original that adds a, a, another element to it. Yeah, you have to read the English subtitles. I, I don't claim to be fluent in German. Um, no, I ambition Deutsch, which basically means I know a little German. Um, so I do have to read a lot of the subtitles. In any case, what this show is about, really, you know, I, I could sit here and say, okay, it's a really creepy, cool German time travel show, you know, which it is, you know, it, it is sci-fi. There is the time travel element that really becomes a much bigger part of season two. I mean, it was, of course, very prevalent in, in season one, um, but you're really kind of learning about the mechanics of that time travel in this world and how different people's lives have you know, been affected by it. In season two, you get more so into how those lives are affected. And, you know, there's you know, a, a recurring theme throughout the show about how everything is connected and it, it really is with with this show all of the lives all of the people that are within it are connected and then the other kind of element that they uh kind of pound on in this uh, second season is that you know time is an illusion and both of those in real life not just a television show i believe are true that everything is connected and Time is but an illusion. I have a lot of different theories about time, and we're going to cover that in this coming week's Inside the Upside Down, uh, which will be airing on the Facebook page, so facebook.com slash hauntedroadmedia. And when we talk about everything being connected, there are a lot of aspects of the butterfly, uh, the butterfly effect that are put into this show. So there's other philosophies uh, worked in there that aren't as blatant. And then... There's other ones that they kind of hit you over the head with that you know, they're telling you, okay, this is this is a concept within uh, this world of, you know, like there's a book that's floating around that nobody knows the origins of it. And 
the guy who uh, works the uh, the clock shop who basically created the time machine and is supposed to have written this book keeps getting past this book that he supposedly had written and at some point he does and it's it's almost like he has written the book because he has seen the book before and he knows he's supposed to write it and so nobody knows like the origins of the book but there's other there's other objects like that throughout the show like there's um there's another book that's floating around with the exact same issue there's also a watch floating around um that you don't know the origins of it they don't explain that to you but as you've watched the show and you're piecing it together you're like okay yeah that watch i don't know where the origins of it are because it keeps getting passed around those things like that now okay we've talked about all these you know science fiction elements and the time travel and all of that and yet i said earlier that yeah the show is that but it's much deeper and what I really, really enjoyed about season one, I was hoping they were not going to botch for season two, were the human elements within the show. And I think that's extremely, extremely important with this particular show. Um, and any shows like this, actually, you know, you can you can slam somebody over the head with all kinds of science fiction, and you're only going to really touch a specific niche audience. But when you dive heavy into the human element and interpersonal relationships, that's where more people can actually relate to your creative work. And I think season one did a fantastic job with that, with um, all the all the different relationships and how they're all interwoven within this small town and how the different courses of events and different decisions that were made along the way seriously affected everybody from uh, you see in season one three different time frames 2019 uh 1986 and 1953 and what happens throughout each of those time frames greatly affects the other and so that's a recurring theme as well um not just the past affecting the future but there's also this element of the future affecting the past. People who have traveled back in time that have done something in the past that greatly affected uh, the outcome. So in season two, I think, and this is what I feared, is that they did lose a little bit of that human element as they continued to explain what was going on with the with the time travel elements. You know, that basically... Most people now know about the whole time travel thing after after season two, and I I do want to warn there might be some minor spoilers here. You know, when you do a review, you always run into that. Um, so more people are introduced to the whole time travel aspect, and like really almost in your face, like a past self or a future self introducing themselves to this person like hi i am you you know and that happened in season one with with jonas um his future self came back and you know at first was interacting with him didn't explain who he was but then at the end is like hi i'm you um but that happens a lot more in season two and so those walls are are broken down and you know maybe that's driving the plot um but what was really 
it was really a motivating force for me to watch season one over and over and over again was all the subtleties uh, within these different interpersonal relationships uh, and the aspect of the show being called dark is there are a lot of dark duplicitous uh, aspects to these relationships and the unfortunate nasty things that they do to each other sometimes they think that they're doing a good thing uh, but most times it's like somebody's cheating on another or they're hiding a secret and there's so many damn secrets <laughs> within this town um, that people are hiding different things from each other whether it's a relationship or whether it's a uh, a missing identity or whether it's the origins of where somebody came from like they don't want to know where um, you know they originated from or you know this was really interesting in season two was um, discovering who's Charlotte's parents are is yeah that that was it it didn't really it wasn't a major issue of season one but became a major issue of season two and I don't know if anybody out there has watched the movie Predestination with uh with Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook that whole concept if you've seen that and that that deals with time travel as well um, it has that type of relationship uh, within dark, and it's it's not as it's not as crazy, I suppose, as, as predestination. Um, but it's it's on a similar scale to that, and um, I, I don't know that type of trippy stuff. I, just, I I've always enjoyed. Um, so season two is focused a lot more on Jonas, who. You know, he, he really is our, our protagonist in season one, but there are times throughout season one in which they kind of pull away from him because they are spending time on the backstories of, of other people and, you know, how you see them, the current uh, time frame, and as you see them in the past and how different relationships developed over time. And they don't have to do that so much in season two because they already did it in season one. So, and that's, and that's probably like the, bigger difference between the two seasons is that they don't have to do as much explaining about how people knew each other or how different things came to be because they already did it in season one which is one of the things I really loved about it Um, there's still things to be unveiled and other relationships that you're not aware of that they continue to reveal and you get to even see some snippets of um, just before uh, all those things happened in uh, in season one, so you get a glimpse of how some things came to be right at the very beginning of the show, which is very cool. Um, so season two, it's it's only eight episodes, which is two less than season one. Season one was ten episodes, so that was a little bit of a disappointment for me because I mean I just keep giving me the content. You know, I, I binged watched it basically seven of the episodes on Friday and then one on Saturday so I was able to knock the show out really quick Um, which to me is like damn now I gotta wait what's it gonna be another year year and a half for season three crap but um, yeah so that was a little bit of a disappointment I'm gonna go back through the show again of course Um, I already have it set up right now to start the viewing in German Um, so that was a little bit of a disappointment the 
concepts that they are introducing with time travel. Um, very, very cool. Of course, there's a twist at the end that you're just like, I mean, you're like, oh my God, it's all coming to an end. And then all of a sudden there's this twist that's like, oh, wow. Uh, a couple of different things because Shauna was watching a little bit uh, of it with me. She hasn't seen all of it, but um, it was funny. There was, there was one thing, and I'm not going to totally give it away. Um, it has to do with Jonas. And she totally called it. And I'm like, oh, but that would be, you know, it can't be that. That would be so cliche if they did that. And they did it anyway. And it's like, it, it's almost a, it, it's almost a surprise that it's the, it's the cliche reveal because you think anymore, okay, they're not going to do the cliche reveal. Nobody does the cliche, cliche reveal anymore. Um, and yet it happens. And so it almost surprises you because it's like, oh, they went there anyway. Uh, but then there's one, um, there's another one later on. It's, it's kind of the predestination one that I called, and I'm like, "Watch this! This is gonna this is gonna happen with uh, Charlotte," and it did. Um, so I called it, but it's still it's it's not something you would necessarily expect in this particular show, but it did, and I I called upon it because of predestination. So maybe they're influenced by that. And then the one at the end, you, you totally didn't call it all. It was out of left field and. It's kind of a, um, it, it shows you where they're going to go for season three, uh, which should be interesting. It's not necessarily concepts that um, that I believe in. It, it seems to me they're going to go down a uh, path of parallel universes. And I don't necessarily believe in parallel universes. So it's like everything up to this point I've pretty much believed in with the show. Um, but once you start getting into parallel universes, I, I start to waver on, on that sort of stuff. You know, the whole idea of the multiverse, um, I'm not on, on board with because, I mean, I understand that, okay, you know, if I make a decision here, you know, it will lead me down one path. But if I made a different decision, it would lead me down another path. The whole multiverse idea is that, um that decision then spawns off two different universes. Well, you think about the number of decisions we make per day, you know, for one person, you know, it's thousands. So you would be saying that I would be spinning off thousands of parallel universes per day, and that's just me. And there's 7 billion people in this world. So you're you're saying that there's essentially an infinite number of parallel universes out there, and I just can't quite get on board with that. Um, maybe there's another way around that concept, but we'll see what Dark introduces with this. Um, maybe maybe it could possibly be something I could get on board with. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, with, with this particular season, just a couple things. Um, we do get to see the future that... Uh, Jonas was thrust into at the very, very end of season one. So we get to see a post-apocalyptic world. Um, and that's basically what they're dealing with in season two is trying to stop the apocalypse. We also get to go back to 1921. And so we get to see the younger versions of some characters that we were introduced to in uh, season one. So, um, I'll just, uh, quick spoiler here, Noah and Agnes, you get to see in their younger forms. You know, Noah is a very polarizing character from season one um, that is essentially 
lined up to be the bad guy from season one. You get to learn a lot more about him in season two and even get to question, okay, is he really the bad guy or not? And that's a big part of season two is, you know, season one seemed pretty clear as to who is good and who is bad. And season two really muddies those waters and it makes you start to question, um, you know, what the actual... um, what the actual motives of these different characters are. And, you know, you see Jonah's caught in the middle in, you know, between these two different factions and you're questioning really right along with Jonas as to, okay, which one is actually good and which one's actually bad. Jonas wants to do the right thing, but because he has these factions that know more about this time travel and what's going on in the greater scope of things than he He's caught between which one to believe. And even as a viewer, you start to get caught between which one to believe. So um, that was really a big theme of season two is the duplicity between these two different factions. Even though there's still that stuff between some of the different characters, that was much, much bigger in season one. Um, Season two does that on a much bigger scope. So... Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We've been going for uh, you know almost 18 minutes now on this review. So uh, I do I do highly, highly recommend this show. Uh, season two was good. I, I did enjoy it. And like I said, I'm, I'm geared up to go ahead and view it again. Season one, if you haven't watched it yet, was absolutely freaking amazing. And maybe that's one of the... I don't want to say problems with season two, but, you know, having to live up to expectations like that uh, is very, very difficult. You know, it's kind of like the show Lost had to uh, really deal with those expectations a lot. And a, a lot of people were disappointed in the last couple seasons because, you know, as I was kind of warning with this show, as you get more into the sci-fi elements and away from the human element, you start to lose a lot of people. And it's difficult as you keep going along in the storytelling to keep up on that human element because you've done so much um, with those human stories in the first couple seasons in the in the first part of the storytelling that as you get later into it there's there's less you can really cover and so you end up with more more of the sci-fi aspect and you start losing people because of that and so um so I worry about that with Dark because it's such an amazing show and I don't want to see it, um, I don't want to see it lose that aspect of the show. I want to see it keep going forward. I, I think it's a show that could keep going for several seasons uh, as we learn more about this world. Um, and I just, I I loved the show Lost. Um, I understood where the the creators were coming from and the story that they were trying to tell and the ending that ever, that confused the hell out of everybody. I actually totally understand it. I just think it could have come off a little bit better and I hope that with Dark, they're able to rectify some of those uh, those issues that plagued the last couple seasons of Lost. So, um, so that'll do it. Uh, again, please go ahead and follow us on whichever podcast platform you are currently listening to this on and check out our videos on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Hunter Road Media. Um, we broadcast the uh, live version of Inside the Upside Down on facebook.com slash Hunter Road Media. But lately, we've also been uploading the 
the recording of that to the YouTube channel. So you can still catch all the Inside the Upside Down videos out there on YouTube as well. So I'm Mike Ricksecker. Of course, you can find me at MikeRicksecker.com if I could speak, right? MikeRicksecker.com and then, of course, HauntedRoadMedia.com. Till next time.